0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Possum University podcast, a podcast for dog people. If it's your first time listening, I'm John, a former animal cruelty officer and a former animal shelter supervisor.
1: And I'm Jamie, I'm a certified dog trainer and a canine behavioral consultant.
0: On this episode, welcome to season four. Feels good to hear that again. Yeah. Season four. It's kind of abrupt. Um, I didn't really properly end season three, but I just felt like I wasn't vibing with it. (laughs) Um, It started off as the season that we wanted to do every episode live. That wasn't really working out. We were having all kinds of internet connectivity issues on Twitch. And our
1: life was kind of crazy.
0: Kind of crazy. We are in the process of buying the farm and everything, and it just didn't work out. And I just wasn't loving it and it, i i changed formats too many times so when you're in the uh the content creation and art creation world there's something called killing your babies and i had to kill that baby because it i just wasn't feeling it
1: i've never heard that phrase before
0: really yeah you're an art major i know well, I killed the baby because I'm just not. I, I, I wasn't feeling, feeling season. It. Three. I wasn't feeling it. I, I didn't feel like it was our best work.
1: Well, if you're not feeling it, you're not going to do your best work. So if if this is what you needed to do, I need I need a, I need need a clean sleep.
0: Do. So yeah, um, we're going to stick with our, our our kind of usual format for some of our best episodes, where we go through you know a main topic, um, we hit on an ask the trainer. I know we have a few of those. Um, get into a fun fact, which I unfortunately don't have one today start. You're to are the, the worst. Um, but it's okay. We wanted to keep this one brief, just an introduction to season four, and then obviously we'll close it out. But I wanted to do something a little different as well, just for this first episode before we get into our ask the trainer. Um, for season four, I want this to be 40 episodes, and if we do an episode a week, and I want to do a weekly upload, I don't know how many times have we said, "Oh, we're gonna upload <laughs> once a week," and no, we're gonna do it this time. It's gonna happen. Regardless of the fact that we're having a baby in eight weeks. (laughs) Yes. um, No, we're going to do it. We're going to do it right. And season four is going to be our most polished, you know, most entertaining season. That's my goal. That's what I want to do. And and I want to breathe some more life into this and invest. I don't know why you're just smirking at me right now.
1: I'm smirking at you because I love how confident you are right now. It's usually the other way around.
0: (laughs) I don't know what that's supposed to mean.
1: It's it's usually me saying we're going to do all these things, and then we don't do them. Well,
0: the podcast has always been my baby. I just no, convinced I know. you to talk because you could talk to a wall. Thanks. You're welcome. Um, so for season four, it's going to cover the span of about 40 weeks, which puts us at what? Like basically the end of the year almost exactly. Yeah. We'll a little bit past that. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about what do you want to happen over the course of season four? Like when we're closing out season four, when we're closing out this season mm-hmm. in 40 weeks, what Like, what are you, what are you picturing? Like things for the business, our life, our farm. Give me a, give me a quick little goal, something that you want to see happen. Um,
1: I think I would love to talk more about our life and what's going on with us in general. I mean, I love talking about training and stuff like that. Um, I think we've talked a great deal about a lot of topics that people could be wondering about and get more information about. Um, but I would love to focus more on like what we're doing in our, in our lives and what what we're striving to do on the farm and mm-hmm. all the changes that we're trying to make in, in our community and stuff. Yeah.
0: I I for me I'm excited to see what's coming what's going to happen with these online courses that we're creating.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, if you if you follow us on Instagram, you'll know that I am I, I was going to release it today, but there's a few things that I had to work out on the back end of the website, so it'll be probably Monday that I'm going to put it out for good. And it's going to be a course just for pet care providers. It's called Identifying and Remediating Animal Cruelty for the Pet Care Provider, and it's for pet care professionals who want to be able to spot unintentional cruelty and neglect amongst their client base, their clientele, and what they need to do to remediate it. And you know, before you need to get law enforcement involved, and when you need to get law enforcement involved. So it's a little bit more of like a be a little beyond introduction to animal cruelty and how you can be a front line fighter of animal cruelty Mm -hmm. it's a really cool course and you know we we trial ran it but for a few people and nothing but positive feedback
1: i also think it's really important because animal cruelty like most people that talk about animal cruelty they don't really know what they're saying um our title four and like everything like that is kind of confusing for a lot of people like title
0: four is only new jersey too so well
1: yes it's new but i'm just talking about people in our in our community like when we talk about it a lot of people give improper information because they think that they know what they're talking about but they really don't like if someone's being abusive this oh someone call animal control wrong right wrong and yeah. and I get it and I get why you would think that but this course I think is really going to pan it out for a lot of people to be more educated and then edu- educate other people properly so we can fix that
0: it's too bad you didn't take it
1: how do you, you know did I you, didn't take it
0: because I literally can see <laughs> the members on the website and I can see what, I
1: watched you create it though no you didn't Yes, I did.
0: Yeah. Otherwise, you wouldn't have used that example. Anyway. What do you mean? It, d- it doesn't tell you who to call.
1: Yes, but it goes over more specific things and goes into animal cruelty in general and what yes. the differences are. If you're
0: a pe- pet care professional, you should take the course. Right now, it's going to be forty I'm working on getting it race certified. If you are a uh, veterinary technician who can get continued educational units, CEUs. Uh, working on getting race certified. If it is race certified at any point, if you're listening to this in the future, um, it will have it right on there. So you'll know right away if it's race certified or not. Moving on, you're working on a dog and baby course, which is a course designed for pet parents. So if you're not a pet care professional, but you're expecting a baby, congratulations. And that course is going to be the one for you. And that's going to be a huge course. That's going to be hours and hours and hours of content. Yeah. So that's going to be a little bigger. I think we're somewhere in like the $400 range for that. We have to figure out when it's finished and polished, how much actually goes into it.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely great for parents that are expecting or wanting to be expecting in the future, planning on kids and maybe have like a, a dog that makes them very nervous when they think about that. Um, I think it's great because you'll have me at your disposal and, and cover a everything. You. A virtual me. And cover everything that I would cover with parents that are expecting,
0: right? And you have for, access for life
1: for for life, and you can do it the months leading up, prior, whatever you want to do. Afterwards, while you have the kid, and you don't, you're you're not paying separately for each session, so you have the lump sum, and it's going to be cheaper in the long run.
0: Right? It's a I you know work as you go kind of course. It's all done online. Um, and I'm hoping to get that finished before the end of April.
1: That would be preferable. That, that I feel like that needs <laughs> to happen. So yes. that's
0: coming out. So that's, I'm really excited to see where all this whole online thing go. You okay? You yeah. choking over there? I,
1: got, I don't know what's going on. It's very warm yeah. in here.
0: It's very warm for being freezing outside. Yes. Um, yeah. So I'm excited to see. That's what I'm excited about. I want to see in, you know, in 40 weeks when we get to episode 40, the season finale, I want to see where we're at think that's gonna be really cool to compare cool um okay (sighs) we have so much to catch up on i think next week we'll talk about catching up on the things happening at the farm i don't know someone calling you yeah is it the same one that you had didn't you just get a phone call i
1: don't know
0: no we're already off the rails here this number looks familiar doesn't matter That's all right. um yeah we'll get into a a, because there's a huge if you're following on instagram you already know but there's a huge farm update that we need to talk about. Because I'm kind of
1: sad you don't want to talk about that right
0: I want it because we already babbled on for far too long without anything about dog training your okay. dogs. so. Okay. Next week will be a lot of farm update and stuff like that. Okay. And your fun fact will be thrown into next week. So, we're already almost 10 minutes in. Let's get to an Ask the Trainer. You ready for this? Yeah. I know. We may, we may have uh, hit this one home like a million times, but... There's a lot of episodes, and I have a feeling that not everybody has listened to every episode. And so I know that you were like, well, well, we talked about this already. I still want to talk about it. Um, So it says, it's from listener Vanessa. Hey, guys, love your podcast. My question is, how do I stop my lovable one-year-old recently neutered Australian Shepherd from excitedly jumping on everyone he comes in contact with? Seems to be the worst with family members he already knows and really loves. I've seen a few Instagram trainers claim to pull up a knee into the dog's chest to stop the behavior. This has not worked for us, and it seems to egg or Cody on even more. Also, turning our backs doesn't work. He just ends up jumping up our backs and scratching us. We have a four-year-old son and a new baby on the way. Congratulations. So we'd love to curtail this behavior before baby's arrival in July. Thanks so much.
1: So, like John said, congrats on your expected baby. That's so exciting. And yes, definitely something you want to get under control before the baby joins. And more people come over, thus inducing more crazy behavior. Um, so... One, I want to start off with, it's a good problem to have. You have a friendly dog, so we have to, you know, always be, you know, play devil's advocate here. Obviously, you think you have a problem, but, you know, it's it's better for your dog to be friendly than, than the latter of uh, the options. So that's great. But we want to make sure that Cody understands that he's going to get more love and affection when he's not jumping, right? So like she said, the knee into the chest, it just doesn't work. It's like, to me, it's like the dumbest suggestion for when dogs are jumping. Dogs are jumping because they want attention, right? If you're putting the knee into the chest, you're trying to make them seeking this attention out as more negative. Mm-hmm. And that's really not what we want to do. Yeah. We, we want to encourage our dogs to be friendly and to, to want love from us. Um, why why make that a negative thing? It, it's almost like, well, I'm punishing you. And and I think that's very silly. So we're not going to do that. We're not going to do the knee in the chest because when you do that, you are still giving Attention. Attention. So, yep. so the dog is jumping. You're making physical contact. And, and this goes, not just the knee and the chest, but pushing dogs off of us.
0: Any physical contact. Any physical contact. And that's why you're seeing that he's getting even more simulated. Because especially for these like high drive breeds like the Australian Shepherd, like they'll make a game out of it. Oh, yeah. The, and the knee to the chest, sure, no problem. Yeah, they're working dogs. They're
1: going to take anything you give them and spin it and to work into their favor. Right. And that's why when you turn your back, he's consistently jumping on you and scratching you because you're not... It's. Th- these two methods do not communicate properly what you want from him. So most of the time, it, there's there's kind of a couple things that we can do here. So we have to teach Cody impulse control. This goes to the wait command. Okay, it, It's definitely behavioral. I mean, everything we deal with on this show is behavioral it, it, from day one. Um, but commands can help us. They're not going to be the number one thing that fixes it, but they can help us communicate properly with our dogs, right? So we need to make sure that Cody knows the wait command. This is my version of stay for... For my dogs, stay means like go lay on your bed, you're not getting up, you're not getting a release, go relax, like relax protocol. Wait is hold on a second, you will get released, you will get this reward, we will go outside, you will get out of the car, something like that. So they know that there is an end in sight. Stay means don't move, you're not getting up anytime soon. So I like to make that very specific for my dogs to understand. That's setting them up for success, right? So... If, we're, if we have a very excitable dog and we're not having the dog calm themselves down and have some structure when exciting people are coming in, they're going to go zero to 10. The second grandma comes in the door again zero to 10 and he cannot be held responsible for anything he does moving forward because he is in a state of mind where he can't hear you you're telling him to sit you're telling him to wait but we didn't take the proper precautions to set him up for success so he's already at 10 and it's a lost cause and this is where a lot of people get frustrated and they say my dog knows how to wait they know how to sit they're just being stubborn no he's not being stubborn he's just in a different planet right now and he can't be expected to do that right especially an Australian Shepherd he's probably so friendly and so Excited. Um, And again, it's a good problem to have, but we need to set them up for success. So, a lot of times, what I go over with my clients is impulse control. Impulse control is not a given. It is not on the DNA. It is not something that once they turn two, it's just innate and it pops up. It, it, it doesn't work that way. It's just like with our children, if we don't teach them patience, if I give JJ everything he wants, the second he wants it for the rest of his life, he's never going to learn patience. And then when he graduates and goes off to college, he's going to be very, very disappointed when he doesn't get that same Uh, same response from other people, right? So I need to teach JJ patients. I need to tell him, hey, give mommy a second or you can't have this right now. We're going to have this, you know, tomorrow or later tonight. And he's got to learn, okay, I will get it but I need to calm myself down and not throw a fit in the interim, right? And that's the same thing with Cody. We need to teach him impulse control. You will be able to say hi to grandma. You need to just give me a second and you need to calm yourself down prior so you can act appropriately. So the weight command is number one here in setting the stage, working with the front door or any other door that your family members come through and putting him in the exact same spot every single time. This should be extremely fun. There should be no reprimanding your aura in the beginning of the session should be the same at the end, right? No yelling, no frustrating because the second you get frustrated, the second he's going to be like, this, this kind of sucks. I don't want to do this at all. You know, we need it to be fun. We need him to want to do this and to, to be motivated to listen and stay focused, right? So use your high value treats, get really excited. Only one person is working with him at this point. There could be other people present, but nobody else is talking. It's just the one who's, who's working the door. Um, so we put them in a weight command, usually seven to 10 feet away from the door. They should be able to see the doorway, right? They, they should be, it, it, we don't want any FOMO situations going on. If you're putting them in a separate room and telling them to stay, they're going to follow you when you go to get the door because the, what's the phrase? Like the, the, what? I forget, I forget the phrase, but it's like almost like, um, getting the better of him. Like, I forget, there's a phrase that, that people say, and it's just, my mom brain is, is really Hitting hard lately. So it's, it's a struggle. And <laughs> it's so very, much. very frustrating. Um, so basically, he, he's gonna, he's definitely going to break on that. And you're not going to get what you want. And everyone's going to lose in this situation. So make sure Cody can see the door. So when you slowly open it and he sees nobody is there, he can still stay in that spot without having to crane his neck and see what's going on. Right? So we get to the point where they can stay. I'm doing air quotations. Um, in that spot slowly but surely you're adding a step to it each time you're backing up towards the door you're always facing Cody I have I have a lot of um, ex- extra stuff and resources on this that you can find throughout our Instagram and, and other podcasts and stuff where I explain this really really in depth but we really want to get to the point where you can back away from your dog step by step slowly and they're rewarded during during that process good weight good boy And you can get to the point where you can slowly open up that door and the dog is still comfortable sitting and waiting where they started. If they get up, if they budge, eh, eh, we close the door and they go right back to the same exact spot every single time. Again, the eh, eh, sounds just like that. It's not harsher. It's not louder. It's literally just like that because I'm not reprimanding. I'm just letting him know. I don't, I didn't like what you did. Let's try again. Right. So like, give me something else. And if you give me the correct behavior, you're going to get praise. You're going to get food. You're going to get love. Right. So he gets all the things that he wants when he does the right thing. And pretty much he just gets nothing when he doesn't do the, the right thing. Um, and it gets to the point where we can work with the door with nobody there. Then we add the least exciting person in the house. So in this situation between Vanessa and, and her partner, whoever is the least exciting person, don't get offended by that. There's always one and it's okay. <laughs> you use that person first. It, let's say it's it's Vanessa's partner. That is uh, the, more, the least exciting person. He goes to the door or she goes to the door. And basically Vanessa's the one that's in charge of the door. And when Cody sees that person, We can work through it and get that person to come in the door. Then we add Vanessa to it and vice versa. And then you slowly but surely add up the totem pole, more exciting people as you go.
0: It takes a long, like you need to go be very patient. It yeah, a while. because
1: again, it's just like with children, though. You, you we put so much effort into our kids, and they have a kid on the way, so they have to be expecting this to teach our kids patience, and that we we expect. But with our dogs, we don't. Nobody talks about impulse control and, and the fact that it's not given. Right? Mm-hmm. We see dogs that are seven, eight, nine years old, and they're still crazy at the door, and people are like, "Oh, they'll calm down eventually." It's not about being calm; it's about learning patience and being able to say, "If I want this reward." I have to calm myself down so that Cody can learn how to do it on his own. If he can do this and he gets to the point where he maybe he fails like two, three times before grandma can come in, but then on that fourth time, he gets it. He stays in his weight. He's so excited to see her, but he's calm enough to stay. When you finally release him and he gets to go say hi to grandma, he's not going to be jumping as much because he's, instead of being at a 10 like he normally is, the second she comes through the door and there's no structure. That
0: initial excitement has died down. It's
1: died down because he's now known that it's grandma for at least 30 seconds and he's understanding of the situation. Sometimes we just just move too quickly for our dogs and our dogs can't mentally get to the point of understanding what's going on. So they hit 10 and then they can't react properly.
0: Especially a one-year-old.
1: Yeah, he's a baby. He's literally a baby, yeah, and and that's okay, but a lot of times, I mean, like not that Aussie Shepherds are huge, but they're a bigger, they're bigger than like, say, a Chihuahua. So when you see a bigger dog, you expect them to learn faster. you expect them to know more. Um, that's why we're a little bit harder on our on our bigger breeds because we just expect so much from them, but in reality, they're just babies. Oh, I feel like that's age. the
0: key thing on like most breeds from a year to year and a half where like they're still a baby, they're still learning but they don't look like a baby so grown. much anymore. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's where that's, that's when you get to that range where people are very hard on them.
1: They're very, everybody gets very frustrated at this time frame, and it's okay, but you do need to recognize you still have an infant on your hands mm-hmm. and that's okay. Um, so we're just going to keep working towards that and making sure that Cody knows that when people come in, we're calm, right? So like, let's say grandma's halfway in and he budges and he's coming on over, but he's coming a little bit calmer you can you can kind of let that go a little bit. We we can loosen up the structure even though he technically didn't didn't wait the entire time. He's calmer. You got what you wanted. Right. right? So there's yes, there's a right and wrong way to do this, but there's always like that gray area where we can work with as long as we're getting the true result. I what have I been saying lately? What's the mission? The mission is to get Cody to calm down more when people come over. However we get there, that is how we get there. All right? And a lot of people like, well, he didn't wait. You know, you didn't do it right. We got what we wanted. We got we got the success. He was calm. Little
0: wins will will take you to where you want to be. Exactly. As
1: long as you're manipulating the situation to get the Cody that you want out of the situation, and you're making it positive, he will continue to give you that response because it works in his favor. It's all about resources and getting his needs met.
0: Right. He doesn't want to be a jerk. He just wants. (laughs) what he He wants wants
1: love as soon as possible. But the, the quicker we give him that love, um, the more he's unable to calm himself down. So we have to just slow it down. Let him get a a feel for the situation. Grandma's here. Take a breath. Everybody relax. And let's see if you can, you can act appropriately. Right. And another, another point to this, not only just the weight command, but like working with our dogs. A lot of times when I come in and I'm immediately meeting a client, I get down on the floor immediately. I'm not saying that everybody has to do this, but I'm not going to set the dog up f- to fail when I know this is something that they're struggling with, right? So I don't want one more notch on their belt being, okay, the second I came in, the dog is jumping on me.
0: Obviously being a friendly dog.
1: Yes, a friendly dog. Yes. If I know if it's it's more of an impulse control issue rather than a dog being reactive, I'm going to get on the floor. Um But that's, it helps. It lets them get that immediate response from me, that love from me. And then when I give them that love very quickly, I work with them for a few seconds. Then I can stand up and continue having the conversation with the client because I met that dog's needs already rather than me standing up and ignoring them, trying to act like it's not happening. um, And they get very frustrated. So like, I think, did she say that? Yeah. The the turning of the back gets him more amped up, right?
0: Mm Uh, well that the turning of the back doesn't work because he just ends up jumping up their backs and scratching scratching them. Yeah. So he's,
1: he's getting frustrated because he's not getting what he wants. Right. And he's not understanding. You could do that till the the cows come home, but it's not going to translate properly because he's not understanding that type of method. It doesn't work for him. Um, so we really want to meet him halfway, calm him down. And I'm sure once people give him the love that he wants, he's going to come down very quickly. Um, but there's a couple things that we can work on here. We can meet him halfway in situations that we don't have the time to devote to the weight at the door. Like if, if grandma's coming in, let's say she needs to get in really quickly. She got to go to the bathroom. Okay. Have her meet him on the floor really quickly. You're treating him. You're working with him and he can stay stimulated with you while grandma goes off and does what she does rather than her just coming in. And it's an explosion of emotions and it's, we're back to square one, even though we worked for a few weeks.
0: Right. See, that was good. You didn't want to do it you but
1: i didn't say I didn't want to do it
0: you just thought that we had i thought we a had a lot horse, of a lot of
1: resources on this but uh, you know it's always good to re-explain things for sure
0: yeah and every time you explain is a little different and it's and true every situation's a little different like with this one you know previous we might have said we'll just you know do that whole um turn in the back
1: mm-hmm.
0: and for a lot of dogs that works after a while because all they want is to be greeted but in this situation we already know that that doesn't work yeah. and then You know, we have, we were able to dispute the knee to the chest. So, you know, I think it's good to always address these little acid trainers. Yeah.
1: The one other thing, I don't think this will work for Cody, but for anybody else, sometimes if a dog is jumping on me and they're not being like, They're not being crazy. Like in this situation with Cody, he's more excited. Like sometimes dogs just jump in general because you have treats and stuff and they obviously just want affection. But if I'm like talking to John and the client and the dog is like jumping up on me and it's, it's just one jump, like they're just resting their paws on me and they're like looking at me, I'll kind of ignore that behavior and I'll just... I'll just kind of continue talking to the the client or John until the dog gets down, and then I say yes and give them a treat. Um, But that's not something that I... because we
0: need to show what behavior we actually want.
1: Yeah, but it's a little bit different than what they're dealing with Cody, because Cody's is more excited in in this instance. The dog is more looking for resources, and I don't want to... Let them know, yes, when you jump on me, I'm going to give you a command every single time. And I'm not going to pull away. I'm not going to move my limbs. I'm going to stay exactly where I am. I'm just going to stay planted and act like the dog is not jumping on me. I'm not ignoring behavior. I'm just letting the dog know that's not going to get you what you want quicker. So I need you to, I need you to figure it out. And when they do, I will praise that behavior. But I'm not acknowledging it and giving a command to get down. A lot of people focus on the down command, and I find it to be very silly.
0: I do, too. I like it. Shanks. Good job. Shanks. All right, so I actually do have a fun fact for you. What's the matter? <laughs> What's going on over there?
1: <laughs> I gave Pudge a bully stick before we started. Yeah. And she <laughs> it got very stringy, and she just made the funniest face looking at me like, she's looking at me like, what you looking at? Mm. Like, mind your business.
0: <laughs> That's good. All right, so this is, it's a brief one, but it's better than nothing, I think.
1: Hold on, she's all stringy. I need to help her. Oh. <sighs>
0: Bully sticks are good, but you have to, unfortunately, babysit. Especially with, so- oh, I see what's going on. She's got a string stuck between her okay. teeth, like she's flossing. Yeah, some some of these mental stimulation you have to. Wow, oh, that's that string from from your sewing. Oh, it's stuck in her mouth. We're yeah, currently our our podcast studio <laughs> is also my office. And a lot of things happen in this office, including sewing.
1: It's basically a sweatshop. And
0: there was basically a, what, like three foot piece of white string? A white string, that, but it
1: looked like the bully stick when it gets fibrous. Oh, my God. And she was choking on yeah. it.
0: Because she probably, like, she, worked it down, yes. down. Oh, man. Sorry, Pudgelina. You okay, baby girl? She doesn't normally come up here. No. Crazy. She's good. All right. Can I get to this? Sure. This quick uh, fun fact for you. There it is. The old OG fun fact music. This one's courtesy of Dog Science Says. At Dog Science Says on Instagram, a new study published in Scientific Reports found that dog owners can identify their dogs by their smell. That's dog owners identifying their own dogs. Swaps were taken from dogs of 53 owners and put into glass jars. Owners were then tested to see if they could identify their dog amongst five other dog smells. Seventy-one. What,
1: hold on. But what kind of swab?
0: Probably just like like a, a skin swab? Yeah, like just on their fur. Okay. I mean, that's what you're smelling, right? Yeah, I guess. Okay. I don't know. When I think swab and I'm thinking, swab. I
1: don't know, like in their mouth or something, I'd be like, that would be really strange.
0: No, definitely I not. Could
1: probably, I could probably uh, figure out Pudgelina's breath though. S- <laughs>
0: 70, 71% of owners were able to identify their own dogs. Men identify their dogs more often than women. Interesting. Younger. Maybe because we're weird and like we get all up in there and sniff them. <laughs> Younger owners more than older, and less bathed dogs more than frequently bathed ones. No shocker there. Yeah. Can you identify your dog by their smell?
1: Hmm. Interesting.
0: And the uh, the the study that we are talking about is the ability of dog owners to identify their dogs by smell, posted in published in the scientific reports, November twenty twenty one.
1: Are you allowed to be in the study if you've had COVID? I don't know. If <laughs> you lost your sense of smell. Uh, I mean, uh, obviously.
0: Uh, <laughs> Why would you volunteer for that? I don't know. <laughs> I could, I think I could definitely identify all three of ours. Oh, Tishy for sure.
1: She stinks no matter what With we do. Without a
0: problem. It, but they all have like their unique smell. No, smells. you're right. You're right. And then Oakley could go months without having a bath and he still smells like he just good. had a bath.
1: Yeah. No, I don't he, know what and it is. soft and, you know, he's, he's a crazy dog.
0: He's a special dog. That's he for is. sure.
1: He's very hygienic. Yeah. Doesn't step in poop.
0: Cleans himself a lot. Yeah. That was a good one.
1: I like that. Very interesting.
0: Thank you to Dog Science Says. Uh, I don't know what's going on with... Uh, I don't remember her name, but it's a woman who runs that page. I haven't seen her post in like uh, almost a month and a half now. That's so I weird. hope everything's okay. Yeah, Because she went went from... She had followed us and I saw her page. so I followed her back and she probably had like six, 700 followers. And now she's at 13 point something thousand followers. I'm jealous. She's... She does she puts out great content. She's always like reading through these these studies and then breaking them down into lamest terms for people who aren't really privy to this kind of stuff so they could easily understand it. So she does a good job and, and it reflects in her follower count, but I'm hoping that everything's okay because it's been she went from posting, I think, almost weekly to having her from her in like five, six weeks. So weird. Uh, but give her a follow. I hope that she is continuing to to work in this project. All right. So that is our fun. Fact of the week. I like it. What upload day do you want to do? Let's commit to something right now.
1: Fridays are hard.
0: Uh, Fridays are hard. And I don't, I wish that we could just pull everybody. I wish I pulled everybody earlier to see what, because like in my mind, when I had the nine to five, I would probably like Mondays so that there was a new one ready for me to listen to at some point throughout the week.
1: Yeah. I like that.
0: Yeah. So then should we put this out Monday? You can. Yeah. Put this out Monday.
1: All right. We'll put it out Monday.
0: All right, so happy Monday.
1: Yes. Hope everybody's having a fabulous day.
0: Yeah. I guess I'll close it out, huh? Is this our closing? I don't know. Yes. (laughs) All right. Welcome to season four. I hope you guys like this one a lot, and I hope that uh, you continue to listen, and thank you for continuing to listen, even when we're not-
1: Consistent. Consistent. We're going to try really hard.
0: We're going to try really hard. We have a lot going on, but also make sure you're following us on Instagram. Let me go back. Forget the whole, we have a lot going on. We will be consistent season four. Season okay. four is the season that that we really, really put out some of the best episodes we've ever done. Okay. So I'm excited for what is in store for us. Yes. Um, follow us on Instagram at Possum University if you want all the updates of what's going on on the farm. Crazy life. stuff going on There's on the farm. There's some really exciting stuff happening this week that we're going to talk about next week. Um, yeah. So at Possum University. Get head over to our website. If you haven't asked the trainer question, com forward slash ask. And I think next week we will get into how you can sign up to take one of our online courses. Yeah, so I was just
1: going to say, take like, take a look if you're expecting or if, you know, John's course seems like it'd be something interesting Girl, for you.
0: That was timed perfectly. It was going to end right when the music ended. and
1: I kind of just- forgot it was on oh it was literally it was timed perfectly
0: all right well season four is off to a good start (laughs) until next week
1: class dismissed